Welcome to the Leadership of Fools. We are about to up anchor and set sail into the heady ocean of business dilemmas and discussions. Nothing's going to stop us. On today's episode of Leadership of Fools, we tackle digital transformation. We answer the question whether digital transformation is any different to any other forms of change. We equate it to learning a new language. We start to connect it to the the bare basic concepts of doing business, the fundamentals. A concept called do more, want more. And at the end, it's absolutely worth listening to hear Rick's cyber currency opportunity, something not to be missed. Our guests are Simone Carroll and Alice Sidhu. Both Alice and Simone bring a world of wisdom to the complexities and challenges of digital transformation. Welcome on board the Leadership of Fools. We have clearance from the Harbour Master and the wide open waters are staring us in the face and I cannot wait to get out there. Joining me on the ship today, we have Colin Beatty. I'm excited. Fantastic. You better be, Colin, otherwise off the ship. All right, I I got you off the ship. Point taken. Purely for your excitement levels. That's what keeps me happy on the waters, Colin. Your beaming little face. Oh, thank you. Well, now you've got a hint of embarrassment about you. And I, I know. I think I'm I like going you red. even more, Colin. <laughs> right. uh, just to warm you up, Colin. Sure. I feel like you haven't got your sea legs on yet. Sure. Uh, I just want to know, what's your favourite podcast slash YouTube channel? Uh, not including this one, naturally. For work or personal? Uh, I'd like to hear personal. I want ha- to know a bit more about Colin the person. Harmon Town. Dan Harmon. Creator of Rick and Morty mm-hmm. and uh, Community. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think he's one of the most honest people I've ever heard. So I love Harmontown. He has had a, some controversies lately. I don't know if you're up to date with Jamie I know Harman. that. I know that. But he's, he's, still, he's, not, he's not the worst out there. Yeah, and for work, like, I know you didn't ask me that, but uh, Sam Harris. Sam Harris, who I think is one of the world's greatest thinkers. You just put it out there. Yeah. Sorry to everyone who we've got on the podcast. <laughs> That's you right. Are, <laughs> you're all right, thinkers. Uh, speaking of other people on this podcast today, joining us on the ship, we have Simone Carroll. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm pretty great. Thank you for coming on board. Uh, you've heard the warm-up question. I'm firing it. You as well. What's your favourite podcast slash YouTube channel? Oh, favourite podcast, I'm going to give a very good friend of mine a plug, me and Callahan mm-hmm. is called Best of Breed. And she does a fantastic um, HR-driven podcast, but she's, she's really funny. She just... Best of Breed? Yeah. I thought it was definitely going to be about a dog show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Definitely thought. So, she's, um, so HR-related. HR related. Everyone yeah. can relate to HR. Yeah, yeah. We get a bad rap in, in HR. We've there wouldn't got... be too many HR podcasts or definitely YouTube channels. Yeah, well, I, I think um, hers she's has got to be the, the, the leading one. And yeah. yeah, she's captured my heart anyway, Colin. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And rounding out the crew on the Leadership of Fools today, we have Alice Sidhu. Hello, how are you, Rick? I'm very good. Uh, how are you enjoying the open waters? Um, no no sick, seasickness so far, no, so I'm look, doing pretty well, you I look think. Like you're ready and raring uh, to sail these seas. Uh, what's your favourite podcast slash YouTube channel? Um, not much for YouTube, I have to say. I'm not a um, cat video 
person <laughs> to admit that the, up It's front. just for the kids. You <laughs> yeah, sure. That's what you all say. <laughs> um, so many it, hours lost. I know, I know. Um, in terms of uh, podcasts, um, uh, no particular person, but I will say I have heard something recently and seen something on a, a TED Talk um, that I am uh, sharing with everybody because I just think it's one of those things that really resonates. It's a, um, a podcast or a TED Talk by Sean, I'm probably going to kill his surname, uh, Aker, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the secret of um, happiness and um, and related, relates that back to work. So the idea is, um, does work make you happy or should you be happy? And then you actually um, play that into work. So Ooh. it's really interesting. Sounds like a topic we could steal one day, mm. Colin, Absolutely. for discussion on the high waters. You know, Rick, I'm actually now very excited about the prospect of one day hearing some other podcast in the world saying that their favourite is Leadership of Fools. Um, I think it's already happening. I don't know. We haven't even released the podcast <laughs> right. yet, Colin, but we've I feel like somehow we've just we've captured accepted our way the hearts and minds, hearts and minds, and consciousness. Uh, so even though they haven't heard it, they already like us, Colin. Thank you. Um, but let's, we've got a good wind at our back. I think we should l- launch right into it. Uh, I'd like to hear what you've all got to think and say about this topic. What does every leader need to know slash do to survive and thrive through digital transformation? Well, the digital age, it's, um, it's coming full pelt at us, Colin. Uh, what do you think? What do leaders need to do? Slash think, slash know, um, slash be. I, knowing uh, myself too well, I know that I always start your question with another question um, and I'm going to pose it to both Alice and Simone to your get started. Your avoidance techniques are legendary. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, is digital transformation any different to any other transformation? And I kind of want to start there. What's your sense of that, Alice? Okay, um, interesting. Um, I mean, transformation is transformation in itself. The whole idea, or you know, the 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 root of the word is to actually change and and and, um, and improve. And I, I I guess change with the idea of improving. Um, and that's the reinvention piece as well. Um, is it different? Um, I think the things that you probably need to do are the same. Uh, it's different, however, in terms of the components and the elements around that. So um, it's a to way of changing that technology is bringing. Um, and that's a little bit different from what we're used to. Um, so there's the technical piece around that and then there's the behavioural piece around it. So for, um, for leaders... Um, you need to think about what you're going to do individually, but you also need to think about what you're going to do for your organisation and your people. So that's a little, little bit different, I think. So already, um, and I'll ask Simone the same question, but I've already almost heard in that answer there's something about the education piece as well, um, that sometimes executives need to educate themselves about um, pieces that they're unaware of, not experienced, haven't lived through. So there's, a, there's that element that makes it, trickier? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one of the big challenges for um, for leaders and organisations, I guess the leadership piece comes first because if you know if you have leaders that know how to digitally, digitally transform their, their business, their functions and themselves, then organisationally that push will happen organically. Yeah, yeah. Um, w- the big issue here I think is that uh, there's a lot of uncertainty about what it means. There's also a lot of, to be honest, um, scepticism about whether this is real because digital means everything from, um, you know, getting online and doing something electronically that used to mean shuffling paper to something like blockchain chain 
Yeah. You know, and so yep. it spans the thing I, I think to get back to that question, is it different? The thing that makes this a little bit more, I think, confronting is the span of it. Right. When, when um, I talk to people, I, I remind people that, um, which is ironic given that, Simone, you're taking notes on paper, which I love. <laughs> um, I love the neuroscience that tells us that's actually a better way of doing it. Really? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Old I feel school. validated. <laughs> oh, I, I don't read e-books. <laughs> I, 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 I read paper technology. Books. Uh, you know, there was some of the the big when smartphones and tablets and everything, and all the integration of calendars and everything. And everyone was like, oh, "I'll never need calendars or diaries again." But I've seen sort of a drift back uh, all, all over the place to just putting things in a paper diary and, and writing to-do lists on paper instead of on an yeah. app because it's just simpler and, and more effective in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's a there's a rebel force for sure. I think any time in history where there's a swing one way, say it's a digital swing or an industrial swing, there's there's always a correction of that back into the equilibrium, back yeah. into the centre mm. again. And that's why mm. people are moving from um, digital music to vinyl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> LPs so, are everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So there's always a balance. Yeah. Simone, your sense of the question, the question around is transformation, digital transformation any different? Yeah. So I'd probably take a slightly different view, although I, I think we're, we're probably all aligned. I, I think it's, um, it's not different to anything else. I think it's just hard. You know, I think change is hard. And I think anybody who struggles to think about change, um, you know, in change in business, say it's a digital change or an industrial change or automation, whatever it might be, needs to learn a language or pick up an instrument and just be reminded again that learning is hard. Yeah, yeah. And is the scepticism around digital transformation uh, like, like what we're sort of talking about in that we're not quite sure if it's even effective or, or for the better? Because um, there was that whole push decades ago, I reckon, there was that whole talk of paperless offices and all of that and that the dream was that we never need to use paper, everything will be online. Um, but the reality then sort of people tried to implement it, but the, the reality was it actually, you had to keep doing all the paper stuff and then add the digital stuff. It was just adding an extra step as, a, as opposed to taking away or replacing the paper. Um, all the paper's still pretty much still there um, as a backup. You know, like everyone still records of their, you know, prints everything out and if you need a signature, you've got to print it and scan it and send it. Yeah. Um, and so it's just adding a step as opposed to transforming what we already have. Is that why there's scepticism around digital transformation? Alice? Uh, possibly, and you're absolutely right in everything that you've talked about. I think I would use that as a really good case study or an example of what not to do if you want to be successful. <laughs> and so when you talk about, um, you know, the organisational fortitude and commitment to actually making a change, and that's at the leadership level as well, because if you're serious about it, then you say no paper. Yep. Um, then you have to actually, you know, uh, have the strategy around it and then bring people on board yep. and actually make the process change as well as the the, the component piece around the, the business process. And then you've got to, get, got to get people understanding how it's going to help them. Yep. And that's all about being better, you know, freeing up time. Like to me, there's a really interesting sort of um, paradigm shift that needs to happen around how I want to use my time. And I don't want to use it shuffling paper across the desk because yep. that's just no value add. I'd yep. rather go home early. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's when you were talking about education is so key to transformation um, mm. and making sure those processes are being implemented. Because I think you do, people do go in with like, like the no paper policy and then they're like, all right, a little bit of paper. Or <laughs> if anyone needs paper, you can have paper. Can have but, but try not to have too much paper. <laughs> and they're just like, all right, just use paper. I don't care anymore. I don't get paid enough. There's a voluntary element to this as well. I think, 
you've always people always have to start with why you know why am I going to spend my time with my short life doing this thing that you want me to do on a computer or with a pen or especially when it is. and you yeah. alluded to this Simone especially when learning actually sucks learning yeah. sucks <laughs> that's right <laughs> so you, you were just in Canada in Whistler yeah. mm. do you uh, ski or do you snowboard I ski you ski do I you ski. want to snowboard is I would love to snowboard. I don't know. I don't enjoy spending that much time on my backside. But that's right. That's right. <laughs> but such, I hesitate. That's such a perfect analogy for me. Like I would always love to snowboard, but I don't want to have to start again. And when I think about that, I think that's what it must feel like to, especially if we think about our target audience, which is typically either executives or people wanting to be executives. Like you've learnt so much. You've actually mastered certain things and now we're asking you to go back to basics. Yeah. And not only go back to basics, but to be exposed to 15-year-olds who know so oh. much more than you do. Oh, this is the thing yeah. at, at the yeah. point where you, you, you know what that market is. You know what the, mar- the customer wants. At least you, you think you yeah. do. You've got enough of a grip on it and you know how that business works is the, is the point where you've got to start sort of listening to other voices in the organisation and exposing that vulnerability. I mean, how do you stand in front of an investor, whether it's your startup business or you're a member of the of a listed company, and talk about something that you feel vulnerable? And it would be yeah. the equivalent of trying to play, you know, a rock song, you know, in front of a large audience when you're learning to play the guitar. It goes back to that idea of growth mindset, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is, it's happening. So whether you like it or not... I mean, the fact that, you know, we're on email, podcasts didn't exist how many years ago. So what we're doing ex- right here, right now is 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 digital. Um, and so it's happening whether you like it or not. So you can either accept it and get uncomfortable and then work through that. Yes. Or you can say no and then, you know, maybe it's a Kodak moment if the, <laughs> of the seven is. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Was and, that too uh, hard? And yeah. to be fair, the music landscape is littered with famous bands who played rock songs while they were still learning to play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got three chords. Let's go. That's all we need. Let's hit the stage. I think that's meatloaf, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, that explains a lot of rock Alice music I've heard. <laughs> Sorry. When you, when you said that, the imagery, though, I pictured was the people that are just holding on tight and yeah. they're often... They're often in very senior positions. Yeah. So um, uh, the 55-year-old white male guy, and I'm describing myself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> going, I added a few extra years there. Colin but works himself into every exam. <laughs> <laughs> subtly. It's, uh, where's Colin? Very narcissistic, who's, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> who's actually tr- holding on super tight um, and becoming, therefore, perhaps a barrier to the rest of the organisation thriving. In fact, I think that's inherent in the question, not just how do you survive this, but how do you thrive? How do you thrive? Yeah. Um, Can I give a, a tip, you know, to anyone that's listening out there that, yeah. you know, finds themselves in that position where they don't want to show that vulnerability, is to think of it as anything, like learning any kind of language, you yep. know, the digital language, is immersion. Right. You know, so you, you don't necessarily, people might sort of force it on, you know, let's get digital, let's get technology, but... Um, play, go and go and play with everything. Make sure that technology is around you. Get into it until you start to get a bit of a, a feeling for it. I think right. the, the best tip is just to acknowledge that you're not going to learn it any other way. And it's just like what we do when we teach our kids another language. We send them to the country, and you've got to force yourself to do that um, before it's forced on you. Which is, I think, the mm. point that's being made beautifully. It's coming. 
but you're in control. It's really interesting because the, one of the, um, I guess, the evolutionary push for um, for digital reinvention is the whole um, seamlessness between our, the way we experience and live and expect to interact in our personal life. Yes. And how that has essentially, you know, merged into the business environment. And so why can I do all of these things? Why can I shop for my groceries online? Um, why can I read, well, not personally, obviously, um, you know, uh, books online? Why can I do all of these things, on, you know, um, digitally in my personal life? But I can't actually interact that way in my business yes. life. And so I, th I think there's something about the, you know, the intellectual barriers that we create, and that's probably the mindset piece. Because you're right, you actually, I would challenge anyone out there to say I'm not immersed at a, at a personal level. Yes. So why is it that you can actually separate what you do in your personal life versus your your private life? Well, it's, it's probably your... people like you and I, and I, or even just myself, maybe. We're so hip. Well, <laughs> do you know what? We're not even hip. We're probably the greatest impediment, to be honest. I've got digital in my title. I mean, what's that about, really? It's sort of what it's what it says is is you get it, we don't. So it's sort of I think Good it's point. really really important that everybody. It's like people management. Um, what is your title, if you don't mind? Is oh, that rude? I don't know. I don't yeah, know what the etiquette is. Yeah, yeah, no, no that's that's yeah, it's like an age thing. Yeah. I don't disclose that. Yeah. So I've got a, a mix of things in my title. So I'm a a, um, a chief of digital product and strategy. HR yeah. and marketing, wow. would you believe? Yeah, and we've got so data science in the team. Now, real, that's probably ex like an experience officer, but in a world I work for a non-tech company, that's how they'd classify themselves, mm. I'd agree, that in fact technology's everywhere, everyone's a tech company, but that's not their core business. And so what well, they don't see that. They don't they see that. Mm. So what they're doing is they're calling out what I do to label it. Well, that's what she does, she does digital. But success is getting it to the point where that's just our culture. Absolutely, yeah. yeah it's just business. Yeah. And therefore, the impediment is the potential that while you're around with that title, yes. that you're responsible for it, that you own it, that you know it, that you... Well, she's got digital in the title, Colin. I mean, she must know digital. <laughs> I must know digital. And here I am with my notebook and pen. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. So I kind of like where this conversation is going because the whole idea of digital is actually – and how you get to this transformation um, is actually working out where to start and what works for you. Yes. Right? So I'm really fascinated. I mentioned it earlier in passing, but I'm really fascinated with the neuroscience that tells us how we retain information. Yes. And so that's one of the reasons why I, I like reading books instead of um, electronically, even though they're, you know, obviously easier to carry and et cetera. Um, and so I think that's okay. And so when you think about things in terms of dimensions and shades of grey, then I think it becomes much more acceptable and easier to actually consume as opposed to saying, say, waking up tomorrow and saying, I have to be completely, you know, touchless, um, electronic, digital, whatever yeah. that means, cognitive, you know, whatever that means. Yeah. I did realise a while ago that I couldn't get on board the e-books. I tried, like I read a couple and I, and I thought, what is it? It's like, you're, just, you're still reading the words and yes, I like holding a book, that's nice, but I realised what it was, is that I wanted the credit for reading books. I wanted people to know I was reading, you know when you sit on yes. a tram uh, or a train or a tram and someone's reading a book and you're like, oh, reading a book. That's good. Yes. Um, and, but then I, if I was on my iPad or my like Kindle, you're like, I'm not getting the credit for reading a book. I'm, you want people to know that you're reading a book. It's yeah. Like, I'm not just here on my – I'm not just playing on games on my apps and on my, on my, um, on my phone. No, I'm reading. 
Uh, and, and I wasn't yeah. getting the credits. I was like, no, nah, I'm just going books now. I need my I need my reading credits. That's interesting. From the general public. Otherwise, yeah. people think you're watching cat videos. Exactly right. <laughs> and I don't want that. Um, so either I had to stand up and announce that I was reading a book on my iPad or just read a book. Uh, and I figured that was the easiest option. Um, and it's part of um, great. digital transformation, um, thinking about uh, like Netflix and things like that, is part of digital transformation reframing people's expectations of what or, or priorities? Because I know with watching TV and, and movies, um, there was a big push when it was DVD. It was all about better picture quality. It was like this, you know, we've got, we've got Blu-ray now and the picture and sound's going to be amazing. And it was that, that, was, that was the improvement. And then we switched to streaming, this digital sort of transformation of how we watch things. And now I'm sitting at home and watching things and they're pixelated. Mm. Um, and sometimes, you know, the, the, it, it buffers or whatever. And, mm. But I'm happy because it's all accessible. So now my priority is accessibility. I can access all these things. And if the picture quality is not that great... And you didn't even know you wanted these things. No, I know. But now, I've, now they're all there and I'm happy. Mm. Whereas, And so my whole expectation about what I want from when I'm watching something has changed from that transformation. Um, so is that p- part of the trick of, trans- of digital transformation is reframing our expectation? That's such an amazing insight. Like because oh really? Yeah, yeah. I think I think you. Oh, well, I think you've answered your own question. Really surprised. You don't yeah. Be the captain of a ship uh, without some amazing insights. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, because it, it challenges the theory that change happens through necessity, and what's I think organic. What's 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 happening um, through digital is is that your needs, your base level needs, are starting to change. Um, so the, you've always wanted convenience, yeah, okay. but did you know you wanted convenience, yeah. you know, in entertainment, yeah. those sorts of things? So these needs emerge rather than what's the opposite? Like my, they used to say, most invention came from necessity. Yeah. But you're saying you know, all of a sudden you start to realise. Well, it's unleashing something in humanity, right. and that's sort of starting. You know, they said that the internet is at the edge of humanity. It pushes humans to sort of do more, want more. Um, Do more, and, want more. Yeah. yeah, and what's happened here is that now I've got a new set of needs that are related to my need for entertainment, where before you might have been, you know, happy with a stage show, and now you want it on demand. So it's it's really so. I don't know how to answer your question because in itself was was a I beautiful really insight. An I just wanted to blow your minds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm satisfied. <laughs> I, I want to go. Perhaps back to the fundamental question, what does every leader need to know um, to, at the very basic, survive, but ideally to thrive? And I'm now wondering whether we eliminate the word digital for a moment, because mm. you actually, even the, the analogy you used, Simone, was it's another language. Mm. It equates to another language or another it's one's skill. And zeros. It's ones mm. and zeros, Colin. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's it's the everything that we... Um, Every part of us that bumps up against what it's like to change, whether that's having to re-educate ourselves, whether that's the prospect of looking stupid, mm. uh, the prospect of uh, uh, showing vulnerability. Mm. So we're really, at, I don't know, almost going back to that question, I don't think there is any difference between transformation that is digital or anything else. Mm. You're nodding. Alice? I think that's, you know, it's fundamentally right. As I said, I, I think I said this at the beginning, I think it's the scope of it. And I think that there's probably... The scope that's overwhelming? The, the, yeah, 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 because it's happening. You know, we're talking about things like Netflix, books. I was thinking about um, 
about it as you were talking um, earlier, you know, the immersion about the personal comments that we were talking about, um, the ATMs, <laughs> you know, versus bank tellers. Um, so, you know, what do you do as a, as a leader? You have to actually um, put a point of reference or a context across it and say, this is actually already here. Mm. And so this is, um, this makes my life easier. And then how do I actually make my life easier in a business environment and how do I, if I make my life easier, then I can enable my people better, I can mm. enable myself better, I can spend my time yep. in a more productive way. Yep. More pro productivity means actually, to me, um, value generation yep. or really going home because, you know, part of, um, part of this transformation is actually being able to disconnect and, you know, we're talking, everyone's talking about, um, you know, never never disconnecting and being online all the time. So I, I think if you kind of think about it from the perspective of there's a lot going on, you've actually probably already, already embraced it. I mean, who writes letters anymore? Mm -hmm. um, so don't think of it as this thing that's really big and scary and, and then chunk it down and think about how you can do that and the value. If you think about, to me, the value that you can create at a personal level for yeah. yourself yep. um, and then um, for, your, for your team and then organisationally, then find the things that are going to start getting you there and then that's when you talk at a business level or an enterprise level about strategy and then that links into giving people purpose and a view. You know, if we did this, we could save so much time. You could, we could then do this. I mean, yeah. who, who doesn't want to have that conversation? I, I would rather do that than, you know, Rick, in your example of, filling paper duplicates mm. out in, and, and then sending them through and waiting five days for someone. So it's that whole value creation piece. Alison, Simone, and this may be even a more direct question, both of you have transformation in your KPIs. Mm. Uh, what do you wish executives who are so fundamental to success in any change, what do you wish they either stop doing or or uh, open themselves up to, what would make your, your work lives easier in terms of making change? Mm. Simone? Well, that question probably also relates to the, my, what my answer for the first question would be, which is never forget who you are at an individual level and why you joined the company or started that business. So never forget who you are is the, the, is the first thing. And that's what I would wish people do. Because when I walk into a conversation... They expect to sort of to almost hand that you know to be led you know by that digital person or we're going to have a digital conversation. What I want to know is who are you? Why are you here? Why is this business here? Who's our customer? And how we're going to go for that? It's just business, yeah. you know. Yep. It's just humanity. Yeah. And from there, just an, and work with maybe some specialists you know who are, who who can code software, um, who can design internet products or whatever it might be, work with us to achieve, you know, you and your customers' needs. So for me, it's just sort of, and it's also, I guess, the, the, the tip, I guess, for people who are facing this, just understand that, like any trade, there are going to be people who specialise this, in this and there are going to be people who are going to be the consumers of it or the leadership team around it. And you don't have to be everything, um, but just know who you are in that equation and facilitate and we're here that to talk, change. We're here to talk business. That's the that's the big thing that it's just business. It's my it. job to translate that into yep. what that means in, in, in terms of product that yes. we might sell. Yep. But in the end, if you don't know your customer, yep. I can't help you. Yep. That sort of thing. Yep. And that's sort of and I, I mean that to, um, yeah, that's not a direct conversation I'd have. I mean that's that's to anyone that's yep. to anybody that's in that space. 
Alice? Mm. Digital can actually help you know who your customer is if you don't know. Yeah. And so <laughs> part of it is actually, um, I think, understanding um, what's available and how it's going to help you. So to me, it goes back to something really fundamental, which is how do you show up every day for work? Or in the office, you know. Or, you just uh, get out of bed, face <laughs> the world. I, I'm going to mention my 13K. 14 over. K. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love it. Every time um, I mention that, I, you guys add another K. I gave K. you an extra K. I yeah, know you right. did. I know. I appreciate that. It was about 13.4. So I'll, 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 I like the rounding Round up, up to 14. Thank you. You had to walk from your house to the front gate. Right <laughs> and for those who are, I think for those who are listening, people need to know that um, that Alice is just glowing in here. <laughs> <laughs> so we cannot recommend running 13.4k <laughs> before you do a podcast highly enough. Oh, I yeah. think uh, as part of our process, Colin, before we get on the, the, the leadership of fools, we do need to run 13.4. I might start parking the ship 13.4k away from the harbour. Or a treadmill in the studio. Oh, well, I mean, that's a, that's a digital transformation of sorts, I guess. Um, I like it. I'll, I'll accept it. We'll, we'll whack a treadmill on the ship. Nice. Then we can be running while we're sailing. Oh, so many forms of transport. I can't help it. I've got to tell you this. Alice and I met... Uh, you know, on a run. On a, no, not on a run. <laughs> we met about 10 minutes before we started the con- uh, yeah. podcast. And um, <laughs> Alice said, how many ship analogies do you think Rick can actually make? I just keep saying the word ship over and over. Uh, it's not so much an analogy as just repeating the word ship. Uh, but by the end of it, you feel like I've made some pretty deep analogies. Uh, it's a trick. Yeah. I knew it was a trick. <laughs> I'm basically uh, a Jedi. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> we're very impressed. Good. We're very impressed. Um, oh, I think we're probably nearing the end of our cruise today. Um, should we start uh, looking at some takeaways uh, from this conversation? Yeah, so um, I'm struck by a couple of things. One would be that sense of uh, uh, digital, I don't think is any different to any other form of transformation. Although now what's ringing in my ears is that sense that the scope feels harder, feels more overwhelming. And I still can't help but think, and it kind of exposes us to this sense of how relevant we are, especially when we see our children or uh, a younger generation coming up just living this rather than learning it. Mm. Um, so that's one uh, one really strong takeaway for me. The other one resonated when you said, Simone, that sense of it is a business conversation first and foremost. Mm. So uh, the fundamentals remain the same. Uh, are we meeting customer needs? Are we understanding our customer needs? Uh, what are the emerging needs that we didn't even predict? Uh, do we have the products and services to deliver on that? Uh, are we efficient? Are we productive? All, all of the fundamental questions that digital may be the answer to, but it also may not be. Yeah, it's typically a combination. Yeah, yeah. So they're the couple of things that are resonating for me. Mm. Simone, what would you take away? Hmm. Well, I, th- I think it, you've summarised it really well. I think, um, it, and it's nice to, to have this conversation. Mm. I think the, the main thing is that the community, the business community needs to start talking about this and being open about how we feel um, and um, supportive of each other. Because if you value the innovation that's come out of digital, then you you, and you value inclusion and diversity of, of thought. We need, Just we need really everyone. Just a really quick follow-up there. If I'm sitting around an executive table or a board table and I'm actually feeling vo- vulnerable to the point of feeling like I have no idea what is being talked about right now. When I see 
the language, the words, the, mm. the visual presentation of how you... It just feels like a foreign language to me. Mm. Mm. Um, that's the conversation that's not happening. Oh, and, and you know, that's, that's the thing that I've found actually really the hardest from right. my point of view. So I'm, I might understand... Um, you know, what a software development developer does and how to build a digital product. But um, relaying that to a, to a non-digital native, it's actually probably the hardest thing in my career. Right. Because um, having people look at you like you're alien, yeah. you know, because they, they almost need to, to, yeah. to validate where their position is. Yeah. It's very difficult. It's really challenging. Has anyone said that to you directly? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Talking? No, it's, it can be, yeah, yeah, and it is, it, what it is, it is a foreign language yeah, and okay. that is all it is. So like we just a, have um, to support each other. like a digital missionary, just spreading the word to the oh, foreign lands. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, the, there's, there's the change in title for Simone. <laughs> digital missionary. Digital missionary. <laughs> 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 and you just have to have that. Sound that uh, soundtrack playing every time you walk into a room. That's why they they call um they call people who go over the top evangelist because yeah we do sound yeah. that way. Yeah. So I, I like to to think of myself everything try to speak non digital wherever you can and that's the real skill. You stay out of the um your comfort zone if you're a digital person and try to speak business. Yeah. Alice, what do you take away? Um, drop the buzzwords, yeah. I think, for one. So I'm not going to lean in to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something in there about um, accepting that we're already there. When I heard your comment about the internet, I was thinking doing it old school was Encyclopedia Britannica, right? Yeah. Do we remember that or have I just dated yeah, myself? No, no, I remember that. <laughs> um, and so part of it is, uh, I, I mentioned mindset before, I don't think it's growth mindset, I think it's context in terms of saying, hey, I actually am on the internet now. Um, I email whereas before I wrote letters. Just started it's, my MySpace page, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to connect. Um, <laughs> and so it, you're already there. And don't worry about the label. Think about it in terms of for a, for a business conversation and a, and a personal conversation. Think about it as outcome. Yeah. And what I was, you know we were talking about earlier, the way everyone hopefully would show up is that they want to create value, that they want to do a good job, and that goes back to um, sense and purpose, which I know you talked about in an earlier podcast, um, Colin. And so, you know, if you keep that in mind, then it's actually about how do I create value as opposed to how do I get digital. And so then your point, Simone, earlier yes. about, you know, the labels and the language doesn't really matter. It's really about how I actually re recreate my experience and myself so that I can lead through um, this, you know, whatever the experience is, because that's what my customers expect. It's going to be a better business outcome. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Netflix that you mentioned earlier is a really great example of, of that. I don't think they went out and said, we're going to be digital. They, you know, I don't think they did. They started did. as a CD, as a um, DVD. They company. did. Yeah, they did yeah, yeah. DVDs to your house. Yeah. And so there's a whole stack of stories around organisations that have actually um, become that without saying that that's their destination. And so if you think about it as a value or outcomes-based, um, you know, philosophy, then you're going to get there anyway. Yes. Captain, your takeaway? Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting. The conversation's been intriguing. And I think as an improviser, we, we focus a lot um, 
in our art form on never plateauing. We're always trying to push our skills and develop ourselves and being aware that just because something's working now, um, it won't necessarily work forever and we need to keep pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone um, as improvisers. Um, and I think this translates well into, into the digital transformation as well because I think you were talking, um, people can feel comfortable in the processes that they have in place and the tools that they're using and not strive to educate themselves around what's coming or what's available to them. And I think you're going to be a lot a, more able to cope with transformation if you're pushing yourself, not, not, not plateauing at your comfort level in the way and the tools that you're using and the processes that, that are in place. Always look to see what's out there and what you can use to implement better processes and transformation will come from that. Can I rename your role? Yes. Chief digital improviser? Um, well, for this episode, I'll allow it, but never say that phrase again. Okay. <laughs> uh, and this podcast is uh, embracing digital transformation. Uh, I have just floated our new cybercurrency ship coin. Um, so please, if you've enjoyed this podcast, do invest heavily in ship coin and uh, transfer it to our ship bank. And um, we will see you in a tax-free haven somewhere uh, in the Caribbean. Oh, that's brilliant. Ahoy there. <laughs>Thanks for listening. Leadership of Fools is a Somersault production. Somersault works with organisations through transformation and growth. Please subscribe to our podcast via iTunes or wherever you do your listening. And don't forget to visit leadershipoffools.com.